Well, hello, hello to the most wonderful people in the whole world. And I don't just say that. I really mean it with all my heart. You're the most wonderful people in the world. And Chad said, Amen. Amen. I've been telling him to drive very safe today. Keep his eye on the road. 65 miles an hour on the right lane. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Well, we're on our way to Orlando. I'm preaching uh, shortly. So, but I'm just glad. That's why I'm all fixed up, by the way. (laughs) Anyways, but I'm glad we're together again on this beautiful Monday. The weather is beautiful in Florida right now. I love it. I love the weather right now. It's in the 70s, just the way I like it. But the Lord today is going to talk to you because I want to share something with you about being free from the dominion of sin. Because it's possible. You know, Paul, the apostle, told us that it is possible to be free from the dominion of sin. So, Father, we come in Jesus' holy, blessed, matchless, glorious name. And, Lord, I pray today you'll touch your people and speak to your people from your word and bless them and strengthen them and cause them to live a holy life. Put your fear in their hearts, your righteousness in their life, your word in their hearts for the rest of their life. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. You know, the thing I want for you is that you finish well. That you really finish well. I really mean this with all my my being. I want you to finish strong. I want you to finish strong, Chaddy. Thank you, sir. That you will finish better than you started in the faith. And today, with all the uh, troubles around us, with all the attacks with all the distractions we need to focus on Jesus more than ever and focusing on Jesus is so simple turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth including all the mess will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace I'm going to have such a great service today yay hallelujah I'm having a great one right now with you. Okay, so, Romans chapter 6, I'm going to begin reading at verse 11, right through 16. Because it's so powerful what Paul writes in Romans. He says, Likewise, reckon also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Nothing can happen without going through Jesus the Lord. So he said, reckon yourselves dead indeed unto sin. Only through Jesus we can do that. We can't do it on our own. Let not sin therefore reign in your body. Again, remember, through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the key here. Because I can't reckon myself to be dead unto sin and alive unto God. Without Jesus, without Him doing it in my life, because it says, through Jesus Christ our Lord. How simple is that? So it says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, again through Jesus, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. So fellowship with the Lord is the key to real freedom 
real freedom from sin. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield yourselves to God as those that are alive and wow, from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. But remember one more time, through Jesus Christ our Lord. He starts with that. So when you read these portions, keep the headline in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's how we can do everything he's, he's saying here. For sin will not have dominion over you. Stop. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't that great? So it's not just by itself like, you know, don't let sin dominate your life. No, no. Only through Jesus is that possible. For sin will not have dominion over you. Only through Jesus. For you're not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin to death or of obedience unto righteousness? Again, through Jesus Christ the Lord. None of this is possible, I just read. Without saying, Jesus... Do it through me. Lord, I can't do this. There's no way I can reckon myself to be dead to be dead unto sin without you, Lord. Doing it through me and in my life. Notice, Paul didn't, didn't say in Jesus. He said through Jesus. He's the one through whom we can do it all. Through whom we have to go to the Father through whom we pray, through whom we serve, through whom we live the Christian life. So who's living the Christian life? Am I living it? Or is, he li or is the Lord living it in me and through me? And me through Him? This is very important. We can't live the Christian life on our own. We can't obey all this by ourselves. Reckon yourselves dead to sin. How? By thinking it? By convincing myself I'm not, no go, it doesn't work. Or sin will not have dominion over you. How? I can't do that. I cannot tell sin, uh-uh, you're not going to have any place in my life. Jesus has done that for me already. When he died on the, on the cross, he took sin out of, out of the way. <clears throat> he took the dominion of sin away from me. So I live the Christian life by starting my day. Jesus, I surrender. Lord, live the Christian life today through me. Live your life in me today and through me. I can't live it on my own. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> we can't even repent without Him putting that repentance in us, saints. So, you know, in Luke 24, 47... The Lord commands His disciples to repent. But isn't that wonderful? He says, repent. But then He says, I will do that repentance through you. Because we can't repent even if we try. That's why a lot of people, well, you know, I'm sorry for my sin. And they go right back and do it again. Because that's not repentance. That's feeling sorry that, you, that someone, you know, someone messed up and blew it up. And made a mess out of things. But Lord, I cannot repent without you putting that repentance in me. It's impossible. The Christian life is impossible till Jesus lives it through us 
and then it's the easiest life. It's the easiest life. That's why the Lord said, without me you can do nothing. You can't even repent, you can't even pray, you can't even read your Bible and, and understand it without me. Isn't that powerful? You want to say something here, you're getting all blessed. No, but I mean it's the fact. So, God commands all men to repent. But what, what people don't know is, the minute they say yes yes to the Lord, he, he, he works that repentance in them. It is God who gives us the will and the doing of His pleasure, the Bible says. And that's so wonderful. The Christian life is so wonderful, so wonderful. Now, there are two reasons why people are not saved. You would, would, would you like to know the two reasons why people aren't saved? Okay. Number one, uh, it's whether he hasn't heard the gospel, that's not number one. So people aren't saved, number one, because they haven't heard. But here's number two. Unwilling to accept the conditions of surrender. And what are the conditions of surrender? Surrender to Jesus. They're, accept, uh, they're, they're not willing to accept the conditions of repentance. How? Live for Jesus. Let Him have your life. Surrender. So, number one, they haven't heard the gospel. Number two, they're not willing to accept the conditions of surrender. Meaning, give Him your life. You can't live your life by yourself. You can't make heaven being dependent on the flesh and dependent on self to make it through. It's not going to work. So the Christian life is very simple. When you, when you let Jesus live it in your life and through your life. So simple. So simple. So, you know, there's a, a, a very powerful portion in the, in the Gospels that the Lord speaks about where, where they said we will not have this man reign over us remember the story of the vineyard and so on we will not have this man reign over us they wanted the vineyard but they didn't want the one who owns it and this is today the attitude of so many people who reject the gospel not knowing the love of God that he will live the Christian life through them and offers the world life eternal and offers us forgiveness from sin and deliverance from bondage and all he says is let me live my life through you let me live my life through you don't live it on your own let me live my life through you that everything is possible you can live the Christian life with joy so people refuse the Lord because they they want to be free free from the obligations of holy living but what is what is holy living holy living is when the holy one is living in us the holy life you know the lord said be holy for i'm holy well there's no way i can be holy like god there's no way by trying praying fasting or locking myself in some monastery in the desert I can't live a holy life because the flesh is not holy I don't care if you can lock that flesh in the Sinai desert in a, some, some convent somewhere or some uh, place where all these priests go to uh, it's not going to work it's not going to work 
because the flesh is with you every day no matter where you go so I am holy he said be holy how? by letting me live through you isn't that amazing? I mean really it's amazing so there really is no middle ground there's no middle ground alright let me, let, me, let me read you Matthew 12 verse 30 Matthew 12 30 and just watch the traffic it's looking like slowing down over there Okay, Matthew 12 and verse 30 says, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. Meaning anyone not living for the Lord is against the Lord. Because there really is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. It's or we live for Jesus, or people are living for the devil. There's no middle ground. It's white or it's black. It's not gray. There's no such thing as gray. No middle ground. So, the Lord Jesus said, Come unto me, all you labor, and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Looks like you're, you're going off somewhere, or you're going to stay on I-4. Okay, fine. So, it says, Come unto me, all you who labor. I see there's some kind of an accident down there. But I'm glad I'm in the car teaching the word of God. And I'm loving it. Thank you, Lord. So, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. We all want that. We all want that. But take my yoke upon you. Very few want that. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. My yoke is easy. Burden is light. And people don't understand what the yoke of the Lord is. It's surrender. Let him live his life through you. That's his yoke. He's not giving you some something to carry. Something to worry about. He's not giving us something like a heavy load over our heads, you know. All the Lord is really giving us is freedom from the flesh freedom from having to do it all on our own you, you, you cannot survive trusting the flesh nobody can survive trusting the flesh so um, take my yoke well what is the yoke of the Lord let me live my life through you surrender to me abide in the vine abide in me because if you don't abide in me there'll be no fruit in your life and what is that fruit freedom from sin life abundant with joy now let me say one more thing the Lord says no man can serve two masters so the one we serve determines our eternity when we serve the Lord Jesus, then we will spend life eternal with Him. When we don't, we're going to spend life eternal without Him. So we make that choice in this life. In this life. Not when it's all over. You know, people use the thief on the cross. I'll just enjoy myself today. Then when I'm dying, I'll say, Jesus, come into my heart. No, that because he's... That's, that is using the Lord. That's using Him as a fire escape. 
this, he's not a fire escape. Because in this life, this is where we prove ourselves worthy of heaven. In this life, we prove ourselves worthy of heaven. So people cannot use the thief on the cross to say, well, in that last moment, he got in. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And nothing was given to the thief on the cross. God never, he, he did not walk with God. God never gave him the blessings of freedom from devils on earth. God never blessed his life while living on earth. He was a criminal. And he cried out in that last moment. And because of God's mercy, he was delivered. But he has nothing to show for in heaven. No crown to wear in heaven. So when people use the thief on the cross, they're insulting God's love. They're insulting God's grace. They're saying, I'm going to use you. I don't really love you. I'm going to just use you to escape hell. Escape whatever. Bondage. No, no, no. That's not the way we treat the Lord who died on the cross for us. It's not the way we, we treat Him. He's worthy of our life. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our service. He's worthy of our praise. And so much more. Hallelujah. So, no one can receive the Lord without trusting Him, without following Him through life. And then eternity is a reality because anything else is not true salvation it's not true salvation to say I'm going to wait till, till I'm almost dead that's not true salvation that's using God no no we can't do that that's not what the Bible teaches either so it would be a mistake uh, to suppose that the choice for salvation is made only once like marriage also it's a mistake when people think well I got saved 20 years ago I'm in no no it's not like marriage marrying a girl or marrying a man it's like reaffirming uh, implementing again indeed salvation in this life it's a daily commitment it's a daily uh, affirmation rather than I, you know, I was married 40 something years ago like in my case so, you know, Suzanne and I have been married over 40 years so marrying a, a woman or when a girl marries a gentleman it's a one time decision you don't get married every day but with the Lord we affirm our marriage every day that's the difference. Isn't that glorious? So frankly, I married the Lord when I got saved. I married him when I got saved. You married him when you got saved. Because it is a marriage. It is a marriage. Because the marriage on earth is only a picture of our marriage with the Lord. Because he is the bridegroom. We are the bride. But our marriage with the Lord is a daily commitment. It's reaffirmed every single day of our life. That's the way we can be free from sin and the dominion of sin and free from the world 
and the wickedness of the world and the wickedness of the evil one by reaffirming our life to the Lord every day acknowledging him as Lord of our life as Savior of our soul as King of Kings and Lord of Lords in our heart in our hearts and over our in our life can you just slow down stay away from that guy please sorry I'm teaching you and telling Chad how to drive <laughs> so we can stay safe thank God now let's let's just talk about something else here um, we have to continue choosing between the Lordship of Jesus and the dominion of sin daily so let's let's uh, look at James 4 and verse 4 and by the way I'm going to continue this teaching tomorrow because there's so much more to say that I want to say and I'm going to say tomorrow when I'm in my own studio uh, it says ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God well that's a that's a sobering statement isn't it that's a very powerful statement so uh, we, we, we cannot negotiate a special arrangement with God to say Lord you know I'm saved but I've got to have some friends from the world I gotta have some connections uh, I want to enjoy the things this life offers me but that's not Christianity come out from among them and be separate saith the Lord be separate says the Lord then I will receive you then you'll be my sons and my daughters so there's no uh, special arrangement because the God we we serve is a jealous God it's a jealous Lord and I love that about him truly I love that about him our God is a jealous God to him be the praise so um, Jesus cannot be the Lord uh, of men who do not give him their true allegiance you know he can't be the Lord of our life unless we give him our life and Luke 6 Listen to what the Lord says in Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 here. Then I'm going to pray with you. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You know, I want you to finish. Really, I do. With all my heart, I say it. I want you to finish so strong, so peaceful, so joyful that when your moment comes to go to be with the Lord you'll have the peace of God that passeth all understanding you'll have the joy of the Lord that's full of glory that you'll not be afraid of death you'll be looking forward to life eternal with the Lord that you've lived your life worthy of Him worthy of Him it says in the scriptures in 1 John 2.15, it says, Love not the world, or the things that are in the world. Right through verse 17. Uh, so, Jesus came to save us from our sin. So, 
he, he not only came that we might be saved, he also came that we might be saved from the consequences of sin. So Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Now, that means he also came to save us from the consequences of sin. But you know what some people want? They only want one part, not both. They do not want to be saved from sin. They want to be saved from the consequences of sin. But Jesus came to save us from both. Isn't that something? Huh? It is powerful. Because some people say, well, Lord, just save me from the consequences of sin. I don't want to have to pay for it. Save me for the consequences. But don't save me from sin. I love my sin. But make sure I get to heaven. That's saying to the Lord, I don't want you to save me from sin. Save me from the consequence of sin. But when we accept Him as Savior, to save us from the part of sin, so we don't have to live unto sin, but unto God, like Paul said in Romans 6. Then we can reckon ourselves dead indeed unto sin and, and alive indeed unto God through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus. It cannot happen without Him. All right. Well, now, let's pray. I want to I wanna believe God with you. And, and the, I have very powerful things to share tomorrow. I was, you know, I had to stop here because I don't want to keep going because I'm getting into part two on why people give their, their allegiance to the devil. Like what's behind it? Yeah. Why people give their allegiance to the world and the dangers of that. Israel did in the wilderness. And Paul's biggest concern for himself was how to keep the flesh under submission. Because he didn't want to end up serving the world that he came out of. Because the flesh easily wants to go backwards. You know, the Bible makes it very clear to us. Be not conformed to this world. Because it's possible to be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I pray as I've been talking that God has been using it to renew your mind. To think heavenly. To think about what it means to be a Christian. Lord, I pray they will finish well. I pray they will finish so strong, so joyful so peaceful that the light will so shine that others will say tell me about Jesus talk to me about Jesus that they'll be witnesses of your goodness and glory and they will live the Christian life with fullness of joy in this life and fullness of peace in Jesus name and Lord now meet every need listen I know you have needs I read your comments I read your comments all the time and I am touched deeply by many of your comments, by the way. And if you have a prayer request, you can send me a prayer request because I read those too. To Pastor Benny at BennyHinn.org. And we pray for you. So I will be praying for your needs. Now I want to pray for your financial needs. That God will bless your life financially. 
because that's a big worry in many of you. How will I survive the coming problems on earth? How will I survive if I lose my job? How will I survive if money you know, isn't there to pay my bills? The answer is simple. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Your righteous living is your security, even financially. Your righteous living is what guarantees God's blessings on you financially. Because it says the righteous will never be forsaken. The righteous has an eternal inheritance there in Psalm 37. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Only the righteous. That promise belongs only to the righteous. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. You know what? If your children are not living are not living for God, God will bless them because of your righteous living, even financially. That's awesome, isn't it? I've not seen the righteous forsaken or their seed. God includes your home. Bless your home. Bless your family. Bless your children because of your righteous life. What a God we serve to actually promise that to each one of us. That God promises to bless our homes too because of the way we live. Isn't that wonderful of the, of the Lord? You know, so, so it's time now to give to the Lord with faith in your heart. That He will take care of you. He will take care of your loved ones and children, I mean. Because it says a seed also will be blessed. Let me give you one more, one more promise from the Lord. It says, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. The, the, the earth is His. And so it says, by humility and the fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. We receive riches when we humble ourselves and give to the Lord. You know, every time, every time I give, I show my humility to God, my submission to God. Giving is an act of humility, not only an act of worship. I'm saying, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm not trusting myself. My faith is in you. It's not in my own ability. That's humility when I say that to God. My faith is in you, Lord. My trust is in you, Lord. Then I show my submission to him so let's give to the Lord right now in love in humility and declare your faith in his blessed promises Lord bless them financially that no one need Lord no one have a need I pray that no one lack your word declares none lacked among them not one in the book of Acts bless your people now Lord with abundance as they give in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. All right, you can give right now. Benihin Ministries. You can sow on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our uh, website, benihin.org, or simply you can text it, BHM45777. All right, much love to you. Thank you for being my family. And I'll see you tomorrow. As I continue this beautiful, very important teaching. Shalom.